It's time debit card users are also included in the cashback fun. Now everyone can get cashback on everyday purchases with Discover Cashback Debit. That includes no fees, period. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank member FDIC. Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. Unstoppable Dynasty Young Hope. I'm a hustler, baby Ho. I'm a hustler I just uh. want you to know Ho. Gotta let you know It ain't uh. where I've been uh. ain't oh. where I've been But where I'm oh. about to go Top of the world Young Hope. Now, I just wanna love you Just wanna love but you But be who I am You know you love uh. me And Ho. with all this cash uh-huh. More money, more problems You forget your man now give it to me. Uh-huh. Give me that funk, that, that sweet, that, that nasty, that, that gushy uh, stuff. But don't bullshit me. Come on. Give, give me that, that funk, uh, that sweet, that yeah. nasty, that oh, gushy yeah. stuff. When the Remy's in the system, ain't no telling when I fucking when I diss them. That's what they be yelling. I'm a pin by blood, not relation. Y'all be chasing, I replace them, huh? Drunk off Chris, mommy on E. Can't keep a little model hands oh, off me. me. Both in the club, high singing off key. And I wish I never met her. It gets better, ordered another round It's about to go down Got six model chicks, six bottles of crisp Four Belvedere's got weed everywhere What do you say, me, you and your Chloe glasses Go somewhere private where we could discuss fashion Like Prada blouse, Gucci bra Okay, Bill Mark jeans, take that off Give me that funk, that sweet, that nasty, that gushy stuff But don't bullshit me Come on, give me that funk, that sweet, that nasty, that gushy stuff Give it to me Give me that funk, that sweet, that nasty, that gushy stuff But don't bullshit me Mama, give me that funk, that sweet, that nasty, that gushy stuff What's up, folks? It's so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey. I am Ryan Bailey. It is Thursday. Is it Thursday? God. It is. It just it just goes. Uh, 
That, you guys, uh, is two of my favorites, uh, Hova, Jay-Z, mixed with uh, LCD Sound System. Now, LCD Sound System, I think, I mean, a lot of you guys know, but a lot of you guys don't know. And I think I compared them the other day to like a jam, an electronic jam band, and that is a song called Dance Yourself Clean. And it's this beautiful, like it starts off really slow for two minutes, and then it builds to that da-da-da-da-da. And it, if you have ever wanted to feel like you're truly living i suggest you go to an lcd sound system concert it doesn't matter indoors or outdoors doesn't matter a music festival or one of their uh solo appearances you go there you wait for them to play dance yourself clean it's like a seven minute song and that first two minutes is like kind of this beautiful mellow thing and then it then it just all of a sudden out of nowhere hits. But what's so great is that the audience knows. So it's like, you're almost like prepping your knees. You're like, get ready to jump. And it's, you know, it's, 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 that's what I love about concerts. You, you check in with your friends. Are you, you ready to do this? You ready to, you ready to fucking lose your mind for like 30 seconds of this song? It's the most free you can ever be. I, I imagine it's what zero gravity feels like in space. Now, just listen, listen to this and tell me, that if you were in the right place with the right friends, you would not just lose your mind. Indulge me, if you will, with this. I think we potentially all need this. If you're sitting close to uh, the stereo or if you have this in your ears, it is going to be blasted. So I want to give you a warning, but I also want to give you a warning to shout, to scream during it. It has been a very intense week and an intense day, and I think I need this. I don't know if you need this, but I need this. And let's let's we'll start here and we'll see what we can do. Um, but this always makes me feel a little bit more in control when the music goes out of control. So listen to this. It's going to start a little slow. I'm not going to play the full two minutes. I'll play like 20 seconds and then just be prepared to have your ears rocked. Okay. Present company accepting presently. We all expect the worst. It works just like me. them so much um and i know they're an acquired taste i i understand that i somebody what somebody that i used to uh date um 
used to call him uh, uh, James Murphy, the head of LCD Sound System. I think he's a genius. They uh, called him a dirty dishwasher. Looked like a dirty dishwasher because he was he was wearing like a white Gucci crumpled suit for most of his uh, tour for this. And I remember being at Coachella. And her saying that it always stuck in my head, and and I always laughed about that. Uh, she never, you know, some people just don't hear it, and that's fine. We all have different ears, and we all have different things that hit us. Um, but that song is called "Dance Yourself Clean," and sometimes, I mean, God, after this week, after the the news that we get, and and unfortunately, it seems to be all kind of filtered through pop culture lately. You got to dance yourself clean, right? You got to get to some place of stasis, of some place of. Um, a foundation, if you will, um, to get out there. And, 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 and I'm just, uh, I'll just be honest with you guys. I'm extremely tired. I, uh, was very, I was up very late with the pods yesterday and had to wake up early for another interview. And I just, uh, it's, uh, it's nine and I'm just very sad and very sad. I'm very sad with a certain, um, state, state of the world. I, I guess sometimes you just don't understand things. I don't understand why Bill Cosby was released you know, and Bill Cosby, I mean, I, I think a lot of people are so young now, they probably don't even know the impact that Bill Cosby had in his heyday. Now, I was a, a kid, little kid when the Cosby show was on. I thought I wanted Bill Cosby to be my dad at one point. I wanted Bill Cosby. And then also then when the Osbournes premiered, I wanted Ozzy Osbourne to be my dad. And then also I think my dad's, you know, pretty great as I get older. So I think he's going to stay my dad. But I remember real. I love. I th- I found such comfort in the Cosby Show. I was like, "Wow, what an all-American family!" That was so amazing. And it turned out, what he liked to do in his free time, he he did a lot of amazing things. But what he liked to do is he liked to drug women, and then he liked to. And and by the way, this is a trigger uh, warning. I'm so sorry if I'm going to talk about some things that are kind of serious in this front part. And then we're going to laugh in the interview because I got some great guests and we kind of go around the pop culture landscape. And I and I swear to God, there's a lot of laughs. Um, and 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 I don't know. You might not have. Seen Signed up to hear me babble about serious things, but if you did, I'm just going to express my thoughts and um, and remember, there's timestamps you can skip right to the interview right now. Okay, uh, but yeah, he liked to uh, drug women and rape them, and this isn't something that was. Uh, oh, maybe you know, you know, there's over 60 women that were brave enough to go on record of this. Bill Cosby was in prison. He got out on a Philadelphia Supreme Court technicality. Um, I believe the DA in Philadelphia signed a thing or made an agreement at some point saying uh, he admitted, by the way, he admitted in sworn deposition in another trial that he had, uh, you know, was settled for money that he did uh, drug women with quaaludes in orders or in efforts to have sex with them. Now, this is the family man. This is all, you know, and we're all troubled people. We all uh, do horrible, horrible things. But this is beyond the pale. And this is something that I believe you do go to prison for. This is not something because many people remember would have consensual sex with Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby was considered a god. His stand up comedy is so good. So good. You know, and that's the hard thing is that with art, you know, the, there is that uh, the philosophical question, you know, are you in love with the art or the artist? And he told these amazing stories, stories that were very, um, you know, stories that we related to. It didn't mean matter if you were black or white. It was about family. It was about wives, mothers, children. And uh, that commonality we all related to. I don't think we related to as much uh, of the darkness that he obviously has inside of him. 
Uh, Bill Cosby has released a statement this evening uh, saying he's always maintained his innocence and he's very happy to see justice, um, you know, take its course. And there is a difference, though, with the law is that he got off on this this technicality, this this rule of law, not that he was innocent of these charges. So it's very different. So he served two years in prison and he is out. He's an old man. He will probably die sooner rather than later. And, and um, I think, though, the, the, the bigger point of this is, though, is for those 60 women that came forward. I read their accounts when this first happened there. I think it was in New York Magazine. It was this really chilling cover story. And it's always funny with these stories, right? Because they always have the same elements to the story. You know, the guy put the same moves on each one of these ladies. And you're just like, my God. And the thing is, he knows. He knows in his head. That's also why I I would assume why he did so many amazing things for uh, college scholarships, um, for for, uh, homeless, for, you know, he, he donated a great amount of money. And I sometimes wonder in retrospect if he did that to try to cleanse his soul. But he'll never admit that. You know, when people do really horrendous things like that, they take that stuff to the grave. And I find that interesting. And if you have enough money, right? If you have enough money in this country, you can get away with anything, right? You're going to have to serve some time, but you can get away with anything. And I was having these dark thoughts today of just like, wow, you know, sure, rich people, they can rape people. What, but what about, the, what about the poor people? When are they going to make it okay to rape for us poor people? It's just... It's a disgusting society that sometimes that we have to be a part of. And I was um, uh, reading a statement by Gloria Allred saying, you know, uh, of course, the the rule of law, the justice system is not perfect, but it is what we have. It is what is uh, afforded to us. And I think I'm just kind of a little down today because if you compound this with, you know, we've talked so much lately about the Erica Jane case and the Tom Girardi, and we know how he ran rough shot over the California Bar Association and cheated so many people over four decades, you know, and this was the law as well, right? You, you know, we have Britney Spears, we have free Britney. So right now, that was the dark thought I had immediately was, wow, like Bill Cosby is more free than Britney Spears. That's amazing. Britney Spears didn't drug, drug, drug 60 men and rape them. What did Britney, what was Britney Spears guilty of? That she has potential mental illness? And I was thinking more about that because it came out today that the conservator in that case did not grant um, uh, that Jamie Spears is still uh, on the case on on that conservatorship. She would not remove him yet. So it's like, what did we do last week? What was the point of this grand statement that we were all so proud of Britney Spears that it was like years of of hardcore fans working towards and Britney finally having the strength or who knows what to go up there and speak her truth. It might not have been perfect. We talk about that in the interview today, but it was her truth and it was how it was the forum that she chose to speak. And, and I thought it was amazing, chilling, horrifying, inspirational, uh, so many different things. But he's left on the case. I just sometimes don't know what is the point of any of this. How are we supposed to day in, day out, like keep our heads up? And, And we will. We will keep our heads up, right? We will. That's what we do. That's what we take through our day. When the chips are down, we don't give up. That's what we do. And that's fine. But it's 
also okay to feel fucking bad sometimes. It's also okay to be like, that's not fair. That's not right. How do we change that? How do we ask the right questions? How do we be persistent? How do we not let the pessimism overtake us? And and sometimes that's just hard, right? Like that's doesn't, because I was thinking about if, you know, I was lucky enough to be, I, I have a pretty good family, right? They're not without their faults. Uh, you know, there's, believe me, you know, we present very well, but we've had our issues on my family. Of course, every family does. But I was so lucky, like I was thinking about sometimes when you're older, I don't know if you guys, you know, is that sometimes, man, you just, you just want to be that kid again, that driving home with your parents and you were allowed to fall asleep in the backseat of the car, right? And then your parents would wake you up. Okay, you know, Ryan, it's time to get up. And you'd ask for a bowl of ice cream and they'd say no. (laughs) But you know what? Like, you know, the older we get, the more responsibilities we have. You guys have kids now. Isn't that wild? And they're looking to you. I don't know. So I guess sometimes it's all right to not know, but I'm just, I'm tired. And when I'm tired, my mind uh, gets really negative. And I hope that's okay to say to you guys. Um, Sometimes this is the last thing I want to do because I don't want to talk about painful things. I want to be goofy. I want to be silly. I want to make you guys laugh. And uh, I just didn't find a lot of things to be funny today. I did watch Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I got to watch it again tomorrow when I'm I'm less tired because I know there's funny stuff in there. Lisa Rinna uh, told Erica Jane that that uh, Scott Disick is dating her 19-year-old daughter. I think 18 at the time. So that's exciting. Sutton uh, got into a fight again with Crystal. That seems to be the old the old adage. Uh, I watched Real Housewives of New York last night. I've got to watch that again as well. That kind of uh, went in and out really quick on on in my head. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, it's just weird. Sometimes it's weird to the state of the world. We also have, uh, we also have, uh, the Duggars, the Duggars from TLC. Finally, TLC steps up. Uh, I mean, for three months after the arrest of Josh Duggar on child pornography charges, uh, they have decided to, uh, do away with, uh, the, the counting, was it counting on or counting with or some kind of counting show. Um, but yeah. You know what? If you've protected this child abuser and you've seen this pattern of behavior, you let him rehab himself and he continues to do this. Yeah, I don't want to be funneling money through your family. <clears throat> I don't I don't think we need to do that. And, you know, this guy, Josh Duggar, I believe his name is. I mean, he he he, he touched his own family, he touched his own sister. I mean, that's this, you know. It's just wild. So um, I, I'm very happy that that show was canceled, but it was another thing that happened yesterday. And uh, you're just like, my God, the world is crazy. The world is messed up, you know? Um, also, uh, the Britney Spears case is just out of control in so many ways. And now you're getting people that are going back and forth. And Jamie Spears said today that it's not his fault. That his daughter is going through this. It's not his fault. No, no, no. It's the new conservator that was put on months and months ago. 
But that is not true either, because then that conservator spoke up and said, no, that is not the case, and I am willing to prove that in court. I have actually not um, taken over in that sense, and my part of this would have nothing to do with Britney's IUD, with Britney being married or having a family, has nothing to do, and I'm willing to uh, put that out in court. So Jamie's trying to blame it on this person. And what I got to say, too, is that I know mental illness can sometimes be passed down uh, generation to generation. I mean, have we have we gotten a psych exam on Jamie Spears, the dad? Like, honestly, that no joke. This guy doesn't seem right. Like, he just doesn't seem right. So now we got Jamie Lynn Spears this week speaking out. We got Jamie Spears. We got the other conservator. We also had the judge today, like I said. I uh, said, so Jamie can stay on. What don't we know, folks? What don't we know? Now, I got an email from a listener um, today, and uh, I don't know if it's okay to read this. One, one sec. Okay, I just emailed her. Uh, so I'll probably read it on Friday if she gives me permission, but it had some interesting information um, about Britney Spears' case and what she might need to go through um, at this point. So... Um, uh, I, I think I mentioned Kim Kardashian's skin lines, um, will be at the, the skin lines will be in the Olympics, but also Kim trademarks skin, skin by Kim. It's like a home goods line that she has in the works. So Kim is all systems go. Of course, we've been seeing her nonstop with, uh, paparazzi photos and professional photos in, uh, Italy. Uh, she was at the Vatican. Uh, like I said, many times Kate Moss was there. She's wearing these weird hats and definitely Kanye is not dressing her anymore. Still a very beautiful woman, but have you ever kind of just stared at her face now? And it's just very interesting. The amount of just really good work and Photoshop. I don't know. It's just fascinating to me. Um, like I said, Rinna does confirm her Real Housewives of Beverly Hills relationship with uh, Scott Disick and Amelia tonight. I'll probably pull a clip and talk about that next week a little more as well. Uh, I told you last night, Steve Lodge is running against Caitlin. Steve Lodge, of course, Vicky Gunvalson's fiance. So we've got a real shit show of uh, people running. Uh, in California for governor to take down Gavin Newsom. Uh, there's some cloudiness here. I don't know what to uh, what is real here. There was a article, I believe, in realityt.com that Erica will testify against Tom. I don't know. I I don't know if this is true. I would be curious if it is because if it is, does that mean she cut a deal to save herself prison time? You know, there, there's something. I want to know more about this. This is a fascinating wrinkle if it is true. But also, remember, we can't just assume things are true anymore. We've got to actually dig in a little bit. So I did see that story a lot today, but I'm not sure if that is true. I do know Erica's accountant, landlord, are being asked to turn over her financials, though. So that is true. So her accountant and landlord are being asked to turn over her financials. So that's an interesting thing. Here's tragic news. Nene Leakes uh, from Real Housewives of Atlanta reveals Greg's cancer is back. We, of course, have seen Greg go through cancer on the show before. Um, so prayers to Greg. Um, they seem to have a really good relationship or, you know, it, it's been very, you know, we've grown up with them on that reality show, you know. Um, I'm going to do the Real Housewives with Potomac taglines on Friday's show that got revealed today. Uh, this is some fun stuff. Nikki Hilton cried when she found out her mom was going to be on the Housewives, Kathy Hilton. I love, I love the fact of somebody crying over your, their mom being, I mean, but at the same time, if my mom went on Housewives, I'd be like, what French, which, which, uh, are you going to Salt Lake? What are you doing? <laughs> um, Cynthia, by the way, Cynthia uh, Bailey, 
from Real Housewives of Atlanta admits to bumping heads with Kyle on All Stars. So they are, there's a lot of friction with them. So I'm down to see that, man. It is. It would be crazy to see Cynthia get up in somebody's face. I don't. You don't see a lot of that. She does not seem like she has it in her. So last night on Watch What Happens Live, we had Sonia Morgan and Leah McSweeney. We talk a little bit about that on the interview today. But Sonia admitted that she dated not only Eric Clapton, the guitar god, but also Ryan Serhant from Million Dollar Listing, which everybody, I don't get, but everybody was like, ooh, Ryan Serhant. I don't, I guess that's like, I just don't get his, attra- I guess he has a good body, but he just seems so like, I don't know, that he's just so well put together, you know, and I'm just like, gross, he takes care of himself, uh. Also, Sonia was very amazing, and Andy uh, had a guest ask about the... Oh, and this is what's so funny about Watch What Happens Live, guys. Uh, sorry to hate you on industry secrets here. But you know they have two people ask questions, of each, like one for each guest. The Watch What Happens Live staff gives those two guests the questions. That's why you can always kind of see the guests reading or trying not to read. Um, but that's what they do. They ask um, the virtual audience... Or right now, you uh, they're just doing like two people that uh, you can be put on a list for. And they'll give the question to that guy. Like, so that's why it's like usually good. So um, this one was asked about the cheater brand when Bethany said she was coming out with a toaster oven. And Sonia, being the gracious queen she is, said, no, there's room for all of us. No, this is a ma-. Like, I, Sonia really truly is a queen. I think her time has come to really, I hope she gets financially secure. I hope she gets confident. What a beautiful lady. And obviously dated everybody, knows everybody. There was a great segment on Watch What Happens Live. Really fun episode. Um, Leah wasn't super annoying, but I I have not forgiven her completely. Um, But Sonia was just made it amazing. Uh, Miscellaneous news. Uh, By the way, Maditza Lopez, I want to give her a huge shout out. Um, she did this, she's done such amazing graphics for me, really a true partner in crime. And but like, I, I was, you know, it's like, I'll say a silly idea of like, yo, Maritza, uh, and I'll, and I'll think she'll, she'll like laugh at it. And I'll be like, Hey, could you put me in one of those Kyle, um, Rinna polka dot dresses? And then I'll be waiting for somebody to tell me I'm dumb. And she, what she does is she doesn't take that idea and she makes it so much more amazing than the actual idea. That to me is a true artist. And sometimes she just comes up with it by herself. Like, no, I mean, like the girl is an artist. The late, I mean, so hats off to Medita Lopez and she did, she was really nice. And actually tonight uh, sent me a list of things to talk about. Cause I think she knows I'm very tired and very, it was just very cool. So Medita, I don't even know if you listen, but if you do, thank you so much. Um, and it, you know, and I love all you guys thanking her for her amazing artwork on on the Instagram post because nobody deserves it more. Um, and, and by the way, I do pay her. I, I want to, I can't wait to pay her more. I can't wait to see what, I mean, I, but she is somebody that I, I work with on a daily basis and, uh, I'm very lucky to, and, and what, and could you not, could, and isn't it hard to believe we've never met in person? I, it's very, it's wacky. Um, Chris Harrison from The Bachelor plans to return to TV in a rival dating show, and I'm I'm okay with that. We talk a lot about The Bachelorette today in the uh, the interview with these two fabulous ladies that I have on, um, and I I personally I I don't love the two female co-hosts. It's too giggly gurdy for me. It's like hee like last night. It was just so overdone. Like I think they either need one female or one dude. The two female thing. It, it's a little. 
I don't know. It reads fake to me. That's just my personal opinion. I could be wrong. It's just how I react to that material. Allison Mack, you guys. Allison Mack from The Vow. Uh, not The Vow. From Nixium. Uh, you guys know if you listen to the podcast, I was a huge Nixium nut for all their documentaries that they put out. But Alice, Allison Mack was finally sentenced to only three years in prison. Now, if you looked into what Allison Mack did, she deserved at least 10 years in prison. This is a very lenient sentence. And Obviously, she's going to testify against Keith Raniere, the head of Nixium. But that girl, there's a lot of evil there. And uh, I wish she had been sentenced for more time. This justice system definitely is not perfect. Um, fans start a petition to get Malia White from Below Deck Med um, off the show. To me, these are just more funny and potentially hurtful to the person that it's against than than they're not going to do anything about this. You know, Malia did reveal today that on uh, the med premiere night this past Monday, she was actually in a, I think, a, uh, a scooter accident. Um, and she is all right, but she got banged up pretty bad, but she was wearing a helmet, so she was safe. So that's good. We don't want anybody hurt, you know? Uh, and also, I thought this was interesting. The Real Housewives of the North Pole is a holiday comedy movie that will be distributed by Netflix, according to a June 10th news release from the Utah Film Commission. So Real Housewives of the North Pole. Yeah, we need that Christmas movie. I think that's uh, that's got also Danny Pellegrino written all over it. I know he will freak out about that. Um, so when I stopped this last time to see if I could read that email, I found out some tragic news and I've been pushing through. Um, and this is just something um, I don't know if you guys are young. I mean, some of you I know you guys are my age. And some of you guys are even older, all, but we're all very sexy. We can all admit that. But somebody passed away that actually meant a great deal to me in music. Um, this one song is just so um, locked in. I've screamed it at uh, dances when I was a kid. I, 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 <laughs> but Bismarcky, Bismarcky, the rapper, uh, has passed away. Um, taken too soon. I don't know uh, a lot of information about this yet, but uh, horribly tragic. Um, I, I'm going to play his song because this is not a sad song. It's a um, it's it's a it's a really fun song, um, and I know you guys all know it. And if you don't, if you, if you man. He, he was just the most fun rapper. He went on to do work with the Beastie Boys. I mean, he's like one of the cornerstones for me of rap music. Um, so I'm going to play that. And then we're going to get into our guests today. And they're great. And this is a really fun conversation. Uh, I really, really had a blast. But um, do you guys know this The Dip the dip out there is taken over. They have a slew of podcasts, and we talk a little bit about what they do. Of course, uh, Bravo Historian has their podcast, her podcast over there, Hot Off the Mess. Uh, Christian Gray Snow, who I believe will be on soon with the uh, Slut the Slut Pig podcast, he's over there. We got Ono Bravo and Donnie Wood over there with their uh, Mary Kate and Ashley Olson podcast. Uh, but they also have the written word. They have a website that can give you all this entertainment news. And, and um, I think I might hopefully write an article for them at some point. That's always been on a bucket list of mine. But they're also the co-host of two podcasts themselves. Now, they have a daily podcast called the Pop Chaser Podcast. Now, it's a like 20 to 30 minute podcast. We talk about it in here. So I'm not giving you permission to fully ditch my podcast, but I really think these ladies are great. And also they do one weekly called TV Watch Repeat, where they go over old shows and stuff like that. And I just thought they were really amazing. They are co-founders of The Dip, Kate Ward and Allison Pivovarsky. 
So we're going to play the Bismarcky song, and then we're going to go right into that interview. Rest in peace, Bismarcky. Amazing. You've made me feel so happy with your music. Have you ever met a girl that you tried to date? But a year to make love, she wanted you to wait. Let me tell you a story in my situation. I was talking to this girl from the U.S. nation. The way that I met her was on tour at a concert. She had long hair and a short miniskirt. I just got on stage dripping, pouring with sweat. I was walking through the crowd, and guess who I met? I whispered in her ear, come to the picture booth so I can ask you some questions to see if you're 100 proof. I asked her her name, she said blah, blah, blah. She had nine, ten pants and a very big bra. I took a couple of flicks and she was enthused. I said, how do you like the show? She said I was very amused. I started throwing bass, she started throwing back mid-range. But when I sprung the question, she acted kind of strange. Then when I asked, do you have a man? She tried to pretend. She said, no, I don't. I only have a friend. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to your Thursday episode. I hope you are good. You have to be good because tomorrow is pretty much we start a weekend. Let's consider Friday a three-day weekend. Uh, that's what I like to do now, uh, post-pandemic. Uh, I also like to talk pop culture on a daily basis, and sometimes it gets lonely. So you need you need people at the same level you are of pop culture that you could pretty much hit any topic, and they're going to have an opinion on it. And that's what I think is so exciting, especially about podcasting these days, because not only we talk about reality shows, but, you know, lately we've been talking about Britney Spears. Thirty new pop culture stories seems like they happen every day to the point where we need to we need to take August off. Like they need no more pop culture for August. But until then, July, we are going to hit it so hard. And I've got two guests with us today that uh, hit it harder than anybody else. And I'm so excited to uh, talk with them because 
the platform they're on, I want to find out about because it keeps popping up and I'm sure you guys have seen it as well, but uh, they also have two podcasts there themselves. So that's, I mean, that's like, that's me level of insanity of why <laughs> that's just too much, but uh, their, their first pod podcast, which is a daily podcast. So uh, you guys go listen to this. It's much more shorter than my daily podcast. So maybe start with theirs and uh, well, actually their podcast is called uh, pop chaser. So uh, that's right. Pop chaser. Yeah, so that's chaser, like, yeah. Maybe you do that after mine. I don't know. <laughs> Chase you it. Listen to theirs pop chaser. And then the other one is called uh, TV watch repeat. So please welcome from the dip, which is the platform I want to talk about Kate Ward and Allison. Allison, say your last name again for me. I just Pivovarsky. Pivovarsky. Pivovar. Okay, we got it. We got it. Pivovarsky. Yes. Uh, sorry Hello. for that long-winded intro. Hello. How oh, are you? Oh, no. It's great. It's so great to be here. We're, uh, we've are we been fans of yours for a while, so it's exciting to be able to chat. We've chatted before on Clubhouse, and now we're making it, I feel like, more official, which is great. Oh, man. That Clubhouse it, it scares me sometimes. And <laughs> oh, it's my like- God. You, you don't know when you're like, and there's always, I was noticing there's starting to be rules of like, this is Ryan, I'm done. You know, like, <laughs> this, is, this is Ryan, I'm out. This is Ryan, I'm speaking now. And then I, then I didn't do it. And I noticed somebody else do it. And I was like, oh, am I supposed to say over and out after I say something, you know? <laughs> yeah, coming in 4949. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, breaker 5-7, Breaker 5-7. Yeah. <laughs> We're uh, talking about Roni today. Um, but you guys, you guys have found great success, I think, the dip on Clubhouse. And Clubhouse, if you guys don't know, is a social media platform uh, that you're able to join in on these kind of amazing conversations with a, a group of people that are kind of experts or, I mean, it's, it's really kind of an interesting platform, right? Yeah, it's definitely interesting. We've kind of like had to take a little bit of a break from it to kind of focus on a bunch of our podcasts that we're putting out because, um, well, you know, yeah. we continue to launch more and more and more. So we're like, all right, Clubhouse is great. We love it. And, you know, it was really fun for the few months that we really sort of like dove in deep, but, um, but, you know, our focus at this point is kind of, of like continuing to like release some great, you know, content on a weekly basis, bi-weekly basis via our, our um, you know, curated and edited uh, material on um, with our with our podcast. So I'm, so, I'm yeah. so glad you said that because I was just like when I was I would be podcasting all day and then somebody would ask me to hop into a clubhouse and I'm just like, but I've been talking all day. Like I yeah. don't. I mean, it's it's exciting. I'm sure, but like I just I it was just I don't know. It's it's nice that it's there though. But um, back to what you guys are doing. I mean, two podcasts is insane, but it's, uh, I mean, why, why do two? Why, why are you guys just that, uh, hungry to, 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 to get, we're get just college? really bored. Yeah. We're just like sitting around being <laughs> you know, like, the pandemic twiddling our thumbs. <laughs> well, I think the first one we launched was TV watch repeat. And, and so the genesis of that one was that, you know, like we really wanted to dig deep into the stories and the histories of some of our favorite TV shows. And so, you know, I kind of call it, if people listen to like unspooled, it's sort of similar to that where we kind of go back in history, figure out why something happened, how it developed over time and get kind of nerdy about some of like the behind the scenes stories of it. And that's really fun. And that's like a fun nostalgic look back on some of our favorite shows. But then we were like, everything is happening every day. And we feel like we can't actually, we don't have a podcast yet that really broaches the every day. And so we decided, you know, hey, we'll, we'll, you know, hop on a call uh, every morning and chat about, you know, what happened the day before and how it's developed and get that up pretty quickly. And people can sort of start their morning with us. So that's it's how we too, came up I mean, with it's the too much. I mean, you, like you would think that it's like- a lot. Talk every day, but like you, there's so many things happening. I mean, 
I, what is your guys' history? I mean, as, as friends with each other and even in pop culture before that, because I grew up loving pop culture so much. And, but now to me, it seems overwhelming the amount of information coming our way and the stuff that you want to keep up on. Like back in the day, it was like, okay, MTV, VH1, Us Weekly, Perez mm-hmm. Hilton. We got these like seven or eight things that I'm going to check uh, on a daily or weekly basis. And now we have like 300 things to check on a daily basis. Yeah. What's your guys' history with pop culture or did you grow up loving it? Yeah. I mean, I think we both had a deep passion for it. I mean, I can let Allison speak to her childhood since I wasn't there, but I- <laughs> Take me you back know. to your childhood, Allison. <laughs> <laughs> but I definitely, you know, I started off pretty, when I was really young, I I, I never really was into like Sesame Street or like the Muppets or anything. And I know Allison has strong opinions about the Muppets as well. But <laughs> to me, it was sort of the- uh, MGM musicals and like kind of like that sort of entry point, which made me really obsessed with Hollywood as a concept. And then I basically just followed that my whole life. And then reality TV happened and that felt when I was like 15 years old and that suddenly yeah. was like an, Oh my God moment. And mm-hmm. I was sneaking in like, you know, viewings of survivor in between like my parents watching the news when I could, uh, we only had one TV and it's funny that I only one TV and now it's, it's my job and I've got three TVs in my very small apartment. But, um, but Allison, I think it's probably the same for you, right? Yeah. I mean, I was, I'm an only child and I say that because I think you, you, you busy yourself with either your parents' company or a television. And I happen to have parents who also really love TV. So I was very young watching television with them all the time. And it it just became a part of my life. And I think when I grew up and I was in high school and in um, college, even, I think like a lot of my friends always just looked at look towards me as the person who was staying on top of all of the beats and everything like that. And then I, when it came to like choosing a career uh, and I, you know, I went into the writing, the writing realm, I was like, I don't want to write about boring stuff. I want to write about entertainment. So I, um, I did. I mean, one of the first TV shows I professionally wrote about was the short-lived yet iconic Fox reality series, I Want to Marry Harry. Prince Harry dated a bunch of, um, you know, ignorant. Uh, I, that's American what I love. Women. I love Fox's uh, idea of reality shows for a time being in the 90s was like, how dumb are women? Yeah. I would say, yeah. yeah, I would say that was all reality TV between the years of like 2000 and, you know, very recently, basically. I mean, we look at yes. like even VH1 programming. That was, and I, and I, I knew I you were going to bring up it. Rock of I Love. I knew Rock of I was love, like, flavor, I'm like looking love, at the clock and I'm like, it. how many minutes until <laughs> yeah, Kate Kim? Usually I, I say it in my, my morning uh, meditations, I'll bring up Rock of Love uh, <laughs> as I put on my band. I, you guys don't see me, oh, but I'm God. wearing a bandana and extensions right now. Um, <laughs> the best by one. the way, which, by the way, I was one of those people that was like, wait, that's... I, c- I couldn't believe it was a, a wig. I was like, no, it's just real hair, man. Like, I, I, I'm with you. I still am not convinced it's a wig. And people were I like, no, it was like, it was like sewed into that bandana. And I was like, what? There was like, no, I, I totally bought it. And I bought Rock of Love as a concept where I'm like, I hope Brett finds love here. You know, like. <laughs> I, <laughs> yes. And honestly, I'm rewatching it right now, actually, because I've I, we did it for TV Watch Repeat. And I just was like, I love this so much. I got to watch the whole thing. And I will say like, no matter what a woman looks like, no matter what her background is, 
Brett just loves women yeah. and like he just wants to love women. Huge and- champion of women and their yes. boobs and their <laughs> yes. butts. Like, I mean, like, yeah. And I, part of it's endearing in this really weird way. Like, it's so sexist, but like, oh, Brett, well, he <laughs> love didn't you. Make any, he didn't make any bones about who he was. Like, there was not some no. kind of facade where, you know, like, as we, you guys were talking about The Bachelorette this week on your show. And, you know, you have all of these guys. I mean, I, I want to hit somebody if they ever see, say he's not here for the right reasons again. I, I mean, I feel oh. like it could be fined money for every time. Like, and then, I mean, yes. just the facial reactions of these guys just read steroid to me. It's like how hard, you're going to pop an eye by some of your facial reactions to other guys getting a lot I'm, of strong jaws, a lot yeah. of strong jaws. <laughs> it's like, yeah. And it just also drives me crazy because I feel like every, we see this a lot in bachelorette versus bachelor on bachelorette. You have all these men that purport to understand what the bachelorette wants, even though they don't know anything about her. So they will always say things like Katie doesn't want a man that's whatever Katie wants a man that's this other thing and it's but I also love Katie and her independence and the way she chooses what she wants uh, but this is what she wants the the bachelorette mad libs yes Yes. you know Uh, it just drives me crazy because we don't see that on the bachelor and the bachelor is all the women just being like am I good enough for this person (laughs) (laughs) am I good enough for this unemployed man I mean last night I I, see I don't even bother to learn their names until like halfway through the season oh halfway that's even earlier than I was I was being generous I'd say final four I I still don't really know I mean I usually know Katie's name and that's it but um uh it's funny that they they spend all of this time trying to determine who's there for Katie or any of the contestants. And that's like a huge, that's the huge crux of the whole show is like, is somebody here for love? But the thing is, if somebody was genuinely at that show just for love, I would think that person was insane and I wouldn't trust them at all. Like you better go there with the hopes that maybe you might be the bachelor. Like the one guy was like a total douchebag, but at least he was like, yeah, he, I did cross my mind. I might be the bachelor because who would ever just not see Katie from like a couple episodes of like last season of the bachelor and go, I'm good. I'm going to throw away my life for her. I'm going to leave my, my son or daughter. Like some of these guys have kids. Imagine like growing up and going, yes. Remember when you were six and I left you for three months to go to a La Quinta in New Mexico. Like, (laughs) I think this, I totally agree with you. I said this a few weeks ago, but I think that, It is more concerning to me uh, for a man to say he believes he can find his one true love on an ABC show than a man who says, I don't know, I can get some money out of this. I can get some followers out of this. I would be more concerned with the former like that. That earnestness is is a red flag to me. (laughs) Or it's like very stalker-esque. It's like if I saw you on three episodes and I really want to marry you now, like it feels very like Sleepless in Seattle, like Meg Ryan. Wait, wait, wait. I love that movie. I love that. (laughs) But it is is weird. It it is weird. Yeah. (laughs) But it just, it seems, it's like if, if one of your listeners, Ryan, was like, do you want to get engaged? Let's go on one date and we we can get this done afterwards. By the way, feel free to do that. People. <laughs> Guys, girls, anybody listening, feel free to ask me. Uh, I would love to be romanced. Um, but I, I, yeah, I mean, it would almost make more sense if the bachelorette was like a bunch of like 17 year old guys. Cause then you're like, okay, maybe like first love you go, you know, you think you're going to be with this person for the rest of your life. But I get mad now watching uh, those shows because 
it, it makes me feel bad about my view on love. You know, like it makes me go like, well, I don't believe any of this. I don't yes. believe, you know, like I've, I've, I've actually been through a divorce. I don't know. I'm scared that you might, there might not be the one, you know, like, and so it makes you kind of feel bad about where you are in the state of your own personal relationship with love, because mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not like throwing my, I'm not wearing like tight jeans. Like, also, what's the deal with the pants that go up to the calf now? Like, they go <laughs> oh, yeah, all the way down to the floor. And like, it really, choice, I, I, and I agree. I think it's like there's something with this season where, or every season where it's like you have this fantasy at the end that is not necessarily guaranteed. And what ends up happening after the fantasy, as we always see, is generally not good things. And like, this is again, while I will root for Rock of Love, because in Rock of Love, it was just a group of women that really wanted to fuck Brett Michaels. And that's all they wanted out of that relationship. And that was refreshing. You know, yeah, we were also funny. There didn't like, need to be a contest for that. I feel like he would have just been like, yeah, all of you guys are <laughs> yeah. totally. Yeah, you're totally gay. Take yeah. a number, line up, you know, <laughs> yeah. just we'll take one by one in the bus. <laughs> Unreal. But yeah, I think it's the the pants. I, Allison, do you have thoughts on the pants? Well, I just worry about circulation. I, I, it's the higher it goes, the more like we're, we're touching on sciatic nerve. Like I'm, I'm concerned for them. I think that we've got low V's and we've got high capris and it's, getting to the point where I think we like, we got, something's got to give, I mean, Matt James had turtlenecks, but then he was showing a lot of ink. So I need one or the <laughs> need them to well, cover Matt themselves. Well, Matt James had to show a lot of ink because he literally had no personality. Like this man yeah. was a good looking <laughs> dude. He was trying to distract with, us. But, and I love how women are always like, if you're really good looking, then it's not like he's boring. It's like, no, he's, he's an artist. Like, you know, yeah. it's like women will make excuses for good looking dudes, like right and left. Personality like, oh, trait is yeah. him being good looking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, oh my God, he's so, you know, kindness is actually just like hot. Like, but um. Yeah. <laughs> Uh oh god now I'm just angry about the bachelor. Um also <laughs> I, will say, I am enjoying the season though. I think that this season is fun. It's been it's been more fun. Well what do you guys think about thing about this? I've come across this theory lately that I don't like I can dislike a show, but it doesn't mean I'm going to stop watching that show. Like I'll be like, oh, oh I'm yeah. not loving Roni this season, and somebody will be like, Yeah, I I stopped watching it. I'll be like Oh no, no, I'm going to watch it until the day I die, but like I yeah. cannot like an entire yeah. like I'll watch The Bachelorette because part of part of my enjoyment of reality shows is being angry at reality shows. I mean, 100%. even exactly <laughs> scripted shows too. Do you remember that show on Netflix Love that was produced by Judd Apatow that had yeah, like Yeah, 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 with the the guy the kid, yeah, the guy, that guy the, the nerd Jillian is, Jacobs. Yeah. yeah, how did Jillian how did that guy get Jillian Jacobs? I mean, I I hate watch that entire that entire season I hate watched the entire I hated it yeah. from second one to the very end and I watched the entire thing. <laughs> like I would yeah, come I up mean, to people and be like, "Have you seen this show Love?" and they're like, "Oh yeah, should I watch it?" I'm like, no, it's terrible, but I need to talk about it with somebody. You hate yeah. to love love. Yeah. I, yeah. You- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you do. You say that a lot, Kate. I do. I hate to um, love love. I will say too, like regarding like Roni, I don't have a strong enough moral compass to like quit things. And my, for me, it's like, I have dedicated not only years of my personal life, but professional life to these mm-hmm. women and these shows that I can't quit them like if i am not a i can't do that's just not who i am it would make you a bad friend in person like that's what i'm saying like it would what's that say about me i would yeah you don't and by the way if you were on the bachelorette your bachelors would want to make sure that you were the kind of person that wouldn't skip out on sonia if she had a bad episode that's what i was just gonna say i stuck by dorinda like 
honestly like a 3M strip on a dorm room wall for the entire season when she got kicked off. I was there the entire time and I wore my welcome to the Berserkshire shirt the day she got fired because I felt like I needed to in solidarity. And I think that if I were to go on The Bachelor or any of these shows, that would need to be in my bio so people knew I meant business. I was here for the long haul. In sickness and in health. <laughs> well, that's well. The only thing is, is once I've started doing like a podcast about this stuff, and I I do recaps and I take it really seriously. The only thing that sucks about this season, especially, is that they're getting into sometimes intense ways and in how we relate to other ethnicities and races and having these really important conversations. But for me, that just means I have to rewind, write it down specifically, rewind, you know, like used to, you used to want, let these shows flow over you. And I think I'm all for learning on these shows. I'm all for it. Like it is, but it's sometimes interesting when I feel like with Roni, you're, you're doing this with a bunch of ladies that it, it's, it's almost, I don't know what it is, but it's like, it, I, I mean, I, I sometimes like you, they're set up for failure in a way like Ebony yeah. Williams is smarter than anybody. I would say on most of any Bravo cast like mm-hmm. black or white or what she is just smart as hell. Yeah, I don't even need to pull up the education for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah. I can tell you. <laughs> yeah, like and she knows it. So it's like going into that situation. I don't think there was a I don't think there was a bit of insecurity on her end, even if she has said there was, because I feel like she knows how to handle every situation. And especially once she physically met those girls, it was like, Oh, this will be a cakewalk, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think they're sort of, you know, she's been put in this role as like sort of this teacher, which of course she shouldn't have to be. Um, But then that just sort of means that she is also relegated to just this role at this point. And like, we want to see a little bit more of like who she is, her background, her emotions, what she thinks about things, like how, you know, Mm -hmm. what makes her tick. And so it's this kind of thing where it's like, I'm glad that the conversations are happening. I don't know that you're going to convince Ramona of anything at this point. Like she is who she is. And and that's weirdly why we, uh, for some reason, Ramona always gets a pass with me and with a lot of people because she's like a, she's a a wall and you're like, okay, well, I don't think this wall is going to hurt anybody. So we'll just let it be a wall. And anybody else that would pull that same crap, I would be livid at, but for some reason, and, and it's just the history I think we have with the character of Ramona, um, that, I'm just like, well, that's, that's Ramona, you know, I mean, yeah, she's well, withstanding verbal uh, lessons. I mean, also to be fair too, I, I think that like, I, for example, this episode when Ebony went to Ramona's apartment and they were talking about politics and, and race and um, white privilege and Ramona, I, for some reason, I mean, what the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. I am for some reason expecting Ramona to not be Ramona. And I'm the insane one because she is Ramona through and through. And she never is like, she is never not herself. And I think the moment we start to see her not like start to like pick up on things and become more nuanced and listen without getting so defensive and going into her bedroom and talking to her 95 year old dog is when we need to check the water pills and make sure that she is not losing it. (laughs) And it's on us. (laughs) By the way, Ramona's poor dog. I feel like it's like dead man walking each time she's on. I'm like, are we going to watch weekend at Bernie's? I feel like we're going to watch this dog die on screen eventually. And it's not (laughs) going to be fun for any of us. No, it's like, it's the same feelings I have with Ken. Like, I just get scared now every time he's on TV. Oh, my God. Bump rules. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
Not like a specter of. I of mean, I do think Coco. I, there was, I think it was last season, which really says a lot. Sonia went over to Ramona's and was like, "Oh, she's still with us," and that was last season. <laughs> last season. No, remember last season too when Ramona goes, "Like Coco, I got some meat for you," and Coco's just in her own world. She goes, "Coco," <laughs> and I was like, "You're going to kill Coco! Like you're literally going to kill Coco." He's uh, fragile. Yeah. <laughs> um, I th- I love the point, Kate, that you said about, uh, and I, I've said this so much especially once Tiffany Moon came on the scene in Dallas was that, Mm. you know, the, they have these ladies with like kind of a suicide mission going in there, you know, under the guise of housewife, but then under this other Mm -hmm. thing with Bravo casting, it'll be like, you've got to teach these ladies about 300 years of history in this season, you know? Yeah. And it really is this such a weird weight that I would love to talk about these ladies with at some point of like what mentally you have to go through because I'm sure it's a microcosm for their daily lives and what they have to go through about explaining Mm -hmm. things to people. But you're right. Is that I know Tiffany moon's got some bizarre stuff in there. She like, she's got some bizarre housewife in there. Let's get to that point. Like I want to see, I want to, I want to hate Ebony. Williams. Yeah. Hate Ebony Williams. Like I've hated Leah this season. I want to, you know, like, I want to get to that point where I can love you or hate you and it can change season to season. Like it, it like I think that would be the most free that a Bravo Housewives show could be, you know? Yeah, nobody should have to have to be the moral compass. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah like, I want to see Ebony go like take the women on a trip that goes completely haywire because like the hotel is a piece of shit and Ramona's not happy with it. You know, like that's what Ebony deserves. Yeah, like she deserves see, the Ebony, same. <laughs> she deserves the Kristen Takeman geo geo tag treatment when they went glamping, and unfortunately, she is just relegated to taking. And it is incredibly important, and I'm so glad that she was able to share like the Harlem Harlem experience with these women. But like she, I I want her to not just be relegated to that role on the show. Well, and no, the same so, thing like, for Tiffany. That was a great example. I feel like Ramona. Like, is Ramona going to go home and read James Baldwin? Of like, ooh, I yeah. about. No, she's going to read about this. EJ Walker. Yeah, it's such Jesus. A, and. and And by the way, I think, well, but that's kind of the cool part of it, I guess, is the audience ends up learning more than the people on the screen, you know? So, uh, you know, we learn things and I think it's just sometimes you don't see the ladies actually picking up on that. But that's why, you know, learning or or making the world better is a lifelong process and it's not a daily, you know, it's like Mm -hmm. we do things daily to make our life better, but it's not going to happen overnight. It's just weird to see what we've gone through in America this last decade, finally up on screen. And I'm, I'm fine with being uncomfortable because by the way, flipping a a Viva throwing her prosthetic leg is uncomfortable. This is a different (laughs) version of uncomfortable and it could be better in the long run. Um, I will say I will shill for Harlem candles too. Those are excellent, excellent candles. So people should buy them. I've always wanted to get into candles. It just seems like so expensive. It's like, it's an expensive hobby. Well, Not if you do Bath and Body Works. Bath and Body Works okay, has a deal those every are like, day. I know, but they still smell good. They last like two hours, well, but uh, it's like they'll have a deal every day that's like 50 like cents sweet, for 10. Like sweet candy apple sugar coat. Well, yeah, but, it's like, but, but Jax's, uh, like, Brittany Cartwright, Jax's betrothed has uh, always, they're always showing like these Bed Bath and Beyond candles of like, it's like pancakes and waffles. Yeah, you know? that is, so, so by 30 at a time, and I'm like, this this house has got to smell like an IHOP. Sure, yeah. Oh God, this is, this is saying the, that I have the- surprising thing about Brittany. <laughs> Okay, now I feel personally attacked because I feel like my candle, <laughs> my candle preferences match Jack's and Britney's and that oh, I'm concerned my for well, myself. You know what? We're going to let you go, Kate. Me and Allison will take it. No, no. Yeah, this has been great. <laughs> um, 
well, I, I do. I mean, that's that's an article we got to write for the dip is uh, uh, unexpected characters in Bravo history that have taught us stuff like Jax yeah. Taylor might have taught us about, you know, cheating or Jack, you know, like we ja- have all of these James important- taught us how to like hide your Uber uh, yeah, mapping. There, there these, Come on. We, we've been maybe we've been taught things all along in Bravo and we just weren't <laughs> wise enough to open our eyes until this year. You know, yeah, we yeah. all went to the university. We all have um, our diplomas. You brought up, I love that we talked about Rock of Love a little bit because I think there is this very interesting line of reality shows that starts usually with like the real world, uh, then hits to like people usually hit Survivor or in that mm-hmm. time frame. And then like VH1 exploded mm-hmm. and VH1 really, I mean, I would love a documentary on the heyday of VH1 reality shows because like you just, you not only had Rock of Love, you had Flavor of Love, you had I Love New York, uh, you had celebrity, Charm School, Daisy Charm School, of Love, Celebrity, celebrity Fit the Club, The Pickup Artist. Like, I mean, but by the <laughs> way, go that's, on. to me, the glory days of, I mean, oh my we God. Didn't well, know how good we had it. And, and the best part about a documentary about that period in VH1 is that it also involves murder because that's when it all came down was With, after uh, a Megan, murder. Right? Megan From... wants a millionaire. Yeah. And then after that, basically everything that was like celeb reality is what they called it was totally extinguished altogether. We just never got that again. It was 51 Minds Entertainment were the producers and that got disbanded. And now I think one of them is working for Below Deck, but they produced some of the best trashy stuff that just was such a great like it's raining outside it's saturday i want to marathon something stupid and so let's put on charm school and just like enjoy just like let yourself enjoy this you deserve this (laughs) and i find myself missing it because i kind of miss like stupid fun stuff and that's like why you know i I don't want to go back and talk about bachelor but like that for the challenge this week was like this stupid like truth or dare challenge that felt very vh1 reality series challenge and i and i feel like having some of that stupidity feels so good for the soul right now after like the past four years after a year of pandemic just like i want i want to like have this trashy soul candy yeah, in my yeah. body even the worst vh1 show was still better than chrisley knows best <laughs> you oh. know, like when i see a chrisley knows best marathon i'm just like oh my god what did i do in life you know there's so well, many the, channels on and i how yep. do i wind up here like and also bravo you have so many things to choose from like who's watching this and loving well, it that's what i'm saying like sometimes my dvr will record like the 11 o'clock episode, like rerun of Roni. And then I suddenly get hit with at the yeah. end, like the first 30 seconds of Chris Lee knows best. And that's, I didn't, I did not agree to that. Like I didn't sign up for that. Don't well, do that to me. You know, what's scary is that when the first 30 seconds of Chris Lee knows best is ends up being better than Roni this season. You're like, <laughs> Oh my God, what, this is refreshing. And you're like, no, no, no. Um, but you have that VH1 reality series and then that falls apart. And I think that opens, I mean, you had that overlap with Bravo a little bit, but Bravo then set itself apart and kind of like had its own angle, even though there's a lot of lost fallen soldiers in Bravo, like NYC mm-hmm. prep and gallery girls and mm-hmm. princesses long Island. But then I feel like now it's just exploded because of streaming mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we have Netflix getting in the reality show game. We have HBO max killing it. We have, I mean, what is your thought on streaming and where, where does it end? And I always try to tell the audience, I want to know your thoughts about, I get scared. Are we bringing in any new eyes on Bravo or is it just us Hmm. just yelling into the void because we're so (laughs) passionate, but nobody, we're so crazy that no new eyes are getting on these shows at all. And that's why it's leaving a huge window for like Netflix and all of these streaming services to come in and take over the mantle. Guys, don't worry. 
elevating my style used to mean breaking the bank, but with Quince, I get high-end, versatile pieces at prices I can actually afford. Now I can upgrade my style by snagging killer luxury essentials that sync with my vibe and my wallet. You guys know I've got a blue linen blazer. Now I have a black leather jacket, and I have my eye on this Italian suede trucker jacket. I think that's going to be my next purchase. So Quince creates timeless essentials that never go out of style. You're going to have them in your closet forever. Quince has all the must-haves, like Mongolian cashmere crew neck sweaters from $50, iconic 100% leather jackets, and versatile flow-knit activewear. With all Quince items, everything is priced 50-80% to less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes. How do you not love that? So indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping and 365-day returns on your order. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. If you're a wine lover like me, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I found the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks. It's called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, I get to discover new wines I'm guaranteed to enjoy. That's because First Leaf gets to know your unique preferences. To start, all you have to do is answer a few quick questions on their website about what flavors that I like, how often I drink wine, and if I prefer red, white, or rosé, or a combination. Now, based on my answers, First Leaf curated an amazing selection of wines just for me. And when I rate those wines, my wine selection gets even more tailored. You guys, I have to tell you, I got a free shipment with them, but I kept my membership going because I liked it so much. I swear to God, I got this great Sangiovese. I got a Malbec. Uh, I did get a Rosé as well because I have a combination and I am loving it. Best of all, I get to choose when I want my box delivered and how often I get new assortments of wine. Being part of the First Leaf Wine Club also has its perks. As a member, I get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge. Plus, I get member-exclusive pricing on every order, so you can continue to order the ones that you love. So, join the club today with me and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash so good to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F dot com slash so good. Tryfirstleaf.com slash so good. The early 2000s was a breeding ground for bad reality competition series. From shows like Kid Nation, CBS weird Lord of the Fly style social experiment that took 40 kids to live by themselves in a ghost town, to The Swan, a horrifying concept where women spent months undergoing a physical transformation and then were made to compete in a beauty pageant. On each episode of Wondery's podcast, The Big Flop, comedians join host Misha Brown to chronicle one of the biggest pop culture fails of all time and try to answer the age-old question, who thought this was a good idea? Recently, The Big Flop looked at The Swan, a competition show between women who were hoping to transform their physical appearance. The problem? The women were isolated for weeks, berated, operated on, and then were ranked by a panel of judges. Unsurprisingly, it all led to trauma for the contestants and terrible reviews. Follow The Big Flop on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free by joining Wondery Plus.
you did not start the show all over again. This is what we call an ad break, and I am so, so excited to welcome our new sponsor, HelloFresh. Now, this is exciting. Uh, you guys know, like I said earlier, I'm not much of a chef, but I get to try my darndest with uh, one of the most amazing companies out there. With HelloFresh, you're going to get fresh, pre-measured ingredients. Guys, I don't know how to measure crap, so this is already done for me. Uh, they have mouth-watering seasonal recipes, and it's delivered right to your door. I do not have to move to my car, to a grocery store. It is all delivered to my door. It is easy. It's supposed to be fun. I'll tell you. I'll tell you if it is because they're actually sending me stuff, so I get to try it. But it's also affordable, and it's America's number one meal kit. Uh, stressful meal planning is, is really actually insane. You guys, I eat like ground turkey and like like lettuce when I'm left to my own devices. So I'm excited. I got to flip through their menu and there are so many different options. Um, you, you can even try HelloFresh's quick and easy meals. They're like 15 to 20 minute dinners. You got breakfast on the go and more easy options. And it says it's perfect for any busy lifestyle. They offer 50 menu and market items each week, including ready to eat salads, sandwiches, and soup. There is something for everybody to enjoy. And with all recipes designed and tested by professionals, chefs and nutritional experts to ensure deliciousness and simplicity i have been watching top chef you guys what if this is the what if HelloFresh is the thing that gets me into top chef kitchen i bet it i bet it can be plus they are they are designed for a healthy lifestyle so it's one of those things that's good for you good to eat uh that's all the bases that you need covered right there um what i am so excited though about this as well is that for so bad it's good listeners go to hellofresh.com forward slash so bad 14 that's one four and use code s-o-b-a-d 14 so bad 14 for up to 14 free meals plus free shipping that's hellofresh.com slash so bad 14 and use code so bad 14 for up to 14 free meals plus free shipping that is a lot of free i have never gotten 14 free of anything and you can do it just by listening to this podcast that excites me so much and you guys i am doing this myself I love food. I'm going to love to learn how to cook. This is going to be amazing. I'm going to be a double threat. Like I said, a podcaster and a chef. So guys, please do my do me a favor. Do this show a favor. Go check it out. Go see if you like it. It is free at first. That's amazing. Um, so thank you, HelloFresh. I'm excited to eat you. Back to the show. Well, they are completely different audiences is what I would argue. And I, I don't know that you're going to necessarily get somebody who watches Netflix ambient. Amb, amb, oh, my God. Oh, I can't even get through the word. Say it. Allison, oh, Lord. Now again. I'm in my Sorry, head, I'm Allison. Pop Chaser with Allison. Ambient. Let's ambiently ambiently i got it i got it guys i got around to it but anyone who watches that is not necessarily going to really like be passionate about something like you are passionate about the bravo community now what i do think is happening with streaming is that we're seeing all these like very niche topics uh you know segments being developed for somebody who really loves this one show and that is their show and that is their thing and they're passionate about it and they care about nothing else and as we have more shows like that happen, you see more of that happening. But that also means that all these streamers need to create more and more and more and more content to feed to the, the algorithm properly so you can get the thing that you actually care about. 
And I do think that we're going to see at least temporarily a little dip in, in quality because of that on some of that content. But then you have people like HBO Max that are still very, very centered on quality and they're doing a great job um, bringing that to the table. We had things like Mayor of Easttown, you know, in the last month, every, every week they release something or hacks that's like, okay, this is actually really good and yeah, high it's, quality. It's almost like make a bad show, HBO Max. Like I would, oh my gosh, want, yeah. Like, they can't not make a good show. Like it's, it's frustrating when you're like, oh great, another good one. Like I, I was like, oh, I got to watch all of Hacks now. Yeah. And the new Gossip <laughs> Girl is very good too. That's coming out in a week. So you've already they, seen it. Uh, we, we, uh, well, both of us have not seen it, but we have heard through the grapevine that it's supposed to be very good. So that sounds so ominous. You guys, like, both <laughs> of us we have people, we know people, <laughs> but it's supposed to be very good. So we're excited for that. But, um, but I think you still always have this Bravo universe. And what surprises me is that I feel like Bravo sort of became Bravo in, in, in my heyday age wise, right? You know, we started with Queer Eye, then all of a sudden there was this feeling of like, okay, we're going to take all the pillars of Queer Eye and create shows off of that. So we're going to have blowout. We're going to have like a style show. We're going to have like all this kind of stuff. And then they kind of decided to try out Housewives. And now it's suddenly like, okay, this is a brand new thing of being able to almost do documentary reality type stuff. So I feel like I was like, okay, well, this is my age group that was watching this. But then I see that there are like still like 18 year old, 17 year old, like young people that are getting into it. So I think that there's this funnel of people that realize, oh, these are my people. This is my passion. I like this aesthetic. I like the Bravo thing. And they're getting into it and we're still maintaining the audience. So, you know, I feel like it's never in danger of going away. It just, everything, just the, the universe, well, Kate, it's like it, Marvel. It's like Kate, Marvel. If Bravo goes away, I'm blaming you. I'm going yeah. like, to, I trusted Kate. <laughs> She said this wasn't going to well, because you I couldn't guess. say ambiently. <laughs> yeah, I know. She, yeah, she, Shit. Cursed, she cursed it. Um, but that's why, like, I watch, I feel like it's I take like a godfather approach to these reality shows, and I get like personal, like, even though I watch 90 Day Fiance, I get really angry when 90 Day Fiance started doing the 90 Day uh universe, mm-hmm. and they started getting double the ratings of Bravo on like Sunday nights and all of these offshoot shows, which are like I always say, it's just like, oh, give Colty a GoPro and we'll watch him fart into a can, and that's a show, <laughs> you know. And I get like where I'm like, where I'm like, Bravo, like when is Bravo gonna knock off TLC? We need to like we we need yeah. to get in the game. I get really personal with this stuff, but I, I guess I'm a Renaissance man. Cause I, I really love all of these shows. Like I can, I can mess with all of these shows, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's sort of like the Marvel versus DC thing, right? Like, I think that yeah. like, you know, I don't know which one is Marvel and which one is DC necessarily, but the, like the world is limitless for them. And it's just a question of like, who gets the better stars, you know, who, who ends up with Ben Affleck as, as Batman and who got Chris, Chris Hemsworth as Thor. You're so wrong with all of that. You don't, <laughs> what? <laughs> like yeah. it does, it does very much matter in terms of the story as, as somebody who's not even like a diehard Marvel fan, but has, has, has but, or DC, but I just can tell you, I think there's a difference in the quality of story. Um, but I agree with you. And I will say too, like, to your point um, about like the universes and like these, like the quality of the shows, like when it comes to reality TV and I'm curious, but you guys think like I will watch. And so Kate and I did um, NYC prep, which for me is mm-hmm. iconic. Yeah, you know, I, I PC it, is uh, yeah. Amazing. It's incredible. And it is 
horrible and it's incredible. And I will watch quality shows and, and not just on, you know, like TLC or discovery plus now, but like, I will watch, I want Bravo to get into that, like the shitty reality spinoffs. I did not watch Brittany and Jack's take Kentucky, but I, you know, will watch like you did. <laughs> it was a bad year. I was going through a divorce. It was okay. Yeah. We're all, we all have those yeah. years, You've been there. but, yeah. um, but yeah, I mean, I would want, I would love for them to get into, I mean, that's why I want, I'm very committed to the non-housewife Bravo shows too. Like very, very like top chef. I can't wait for top chef amateurs today. And, yeah. uh, I love way, guys, all the million dollar top chef amateurs premieres, uh, tonight. tonight. Uh, so you'll, it'll already be on when you hear this tomorrow, you guys. And, and by the way, top chef this season has been excellent. So, so good. Yeah. So good. I mean, and those are the things that like, I am just like, bring, bring it on. Like the more you have for me, I'm here for it. It doesn't even have to be good. <laughs> like, I watch Dallas. I'm here to watch support Dallas you. Housewives. <laughs> this is what, this is what you're saying. This is why you're a good friend or a good partner yeah, because right. you will stick it through the tough times. And that's why I'm so excited that Bravo finally, I feel like pulled its head out of its ass and is doing these crossovers with like the winter charm, summer mm-hmm. lucky charm house yeah. or whatever it's called. And then I love the cross pollination. Cause I think Andy for a second thought it was like day class a to do these things. And I'm like, no, it was a, that was a big mistake he made a couple of years ago because we want to feel like we're in the universe. We want yep. to feel like we're looking under at the same sky. You know, I think when you see Craig mixed with Kyle from Southern charm and summer house, oh. I mean, I'm just like, Whoa. And then like, <laughs> there's going to be a trop hop versus lover boy. Uh, I mean, that'll be exciting. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. It's That's like great. the pictures blow your mind. Like when you see them together, it's just like this shouldn't be Wait, it's like the Avengers oh it's, it's yes. like the event when all the your favorite superheroes come together to form yeah. a super team I mean that's how that the the real housewives all-stars is gonna feel I I can't wait I I that is going to feel like Christmas for me and I also wonder too of like the shows that you know once were on Bravo like most eligible Dallas like <laughs> that gets brought up that's a lot, the deep deep cut but like I almost wonder like would that be good now would people be in on it again you know because I think that we lost um there was like a weird time where people were like well I'm in more I'm more into prestige tv now and we we lost some of these shows that you know I mean or Southern Charm New Orleans a great mm-hmm. great oh, so I've never touched Southern Charm New Orleans and oh, I hear it's, it's amazing so oh, good like, uh, yeah. so good yeah it really uh, and so, but I, I love that we have this history now, like it, you feel prideful that your network has this history of things that, okay, I didn't hit that. Now I can go back. Like I'm watching finally mm-hmm. for the first time, real housewives of Miami and mm-hmm. I'm on the second season and I'm like, where, why did I not? Like, I, I was like, right. what, what was going on in my life that I just did not, I ignored this completely. Um, and it's, it's great to go back. I'm like, Oh, this holds up. This is a definite housewife show. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're still definitely like a word of mouth generation of, of people, right? There, when there is so much content, you need somebody to tell you to watch it first before you actually- Well, is that you guys? Is that what part of your, your uh, you know, you, you, you think you guys are there to help people, point people in the right direction of what they need to be watching? Or I mean, that's what we, did. that's definitely what we try to do. But then we also do things on Celebrity Dating Game, which nobody should watch. Oh my God. Well, so I watched like- 10 minutes of it. Cause my mom has like this fixation with Michael Bolton. The poor guy seems like he's animatronic or like, it's like the hall of presidents at Disney. It's like, he's barely. And then the Zoe is like, Hey Michael. And he's like, Hey, like, it's so, I was like, he this is, is so- under duress. 
Like we're saying they're being like, you know, blink, like blink some Morse code to us, SOS, that you need help because like you have been taken against your will. Like we know that that like wire payment is being made right now. There's something not right there. And I feel like the police need to investigate this. Well, I saw I saw a picture of Richard Marks, who's another 80s crooner. It, Richard Marks posted a photo with him, Michael Bolton and Kenny G, which is like just the sultans, the, the sultans of smooth jazz or whatever we want to call it. And um and I was, and he goes, two hysterical people and me. And I'm like, wait, what, if Mike, Michael Bolton's hysterical? Like, like, I know we all make fun of his name, Michael Bolton. And he's been a part of like office space and all these like uh, lonely Island sketches, but like, wh- where's he going to show it on the celebrity day game? Cause I j- j- like, he's sitting down even he's not standing up. Yeah. I think he's going he's for deadpan. He's, he's going for deadpan, up. but he might be dead. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I don't think you need the word pan there. Yeah, strike pan, just dead. It's haunting. And the Zoe Deschanel thing very much confuses me too. Because I actually, I looked up, I'm like, is this the only thing she's done since New Girl? And it is, besides some trolls voiceovers, it is the only thing that she's done since New Girl. And to, to think that this is her comeback to me, it's just bananas. And I feel like it has something to do with the property brother. That's the only justification. She did that project with the property brother. Yeah, that's celebrity IOU. Life. Yeah. No, I mean, just like hooking up with him. Oh, like, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it is what, you know, it's like, I feel like sometimes you're like, oh, okay. So you just, you just wanted to fill this half hour. Like you just had to fill something like, and you're yes. like, ah, uh, fuck it. Let's uh, do celebrity dating game. Who, who we got available. Zoe said she needs money. Okay. Let's put her in. Like there's yeah. no chemistry between Michael and Zoe there. I couldn't think of a more, a less thought out show than that show. And you knew it immediately. So I'm like, who's, yes. who's tuning back in. I am. Yeah, I am. Me too. <laughs> and I'll tell you why, because the same thing with the good doctor it starts so quickly after the bachelorette that you don't have time to turn it off. And then suddenly you've got 10 minutes under the belt and you're like, well, I might as well just see who they pick. And we Even know you though don't give up on people. So I don't you, give up. Yeah. And that's the thing too, is I watched an entire episode where they were finding Hannah Brown from the bachelorette love. I already know that girl's got a boyfriend. She was dating somebody when I, she went that's on the it. the episode I saw. That's and what I'm, I was like, I'm, I was played the fool even though I knew I was, I like, was knowingly being played the fool and I t- took it all in. I took it all in. And you know what? Then I did it the next week too. So it's better than the good doctor. I'll say that. Yeah, thank God. I mean, anything but the good doctor. Oof. One yeah, day that, I would like kid, to recap. Is that kid just being weird still? Oh, yeah. I mean, one day <laughs> yeah. I would love to just recap the good doctor based on the previously on the good doctor, like two minutes th- that I see in the beginning after the bachelor or bachelorette. I think I've got a pretty good grasp. I think he became the good dad. Oh, well, I don't I mean, know. Everybody wants to sleep with him too. From what I can gauge is oh. that he is like the number one, like, like that guy fucks. Like he gets, he gets game. Well, It's like the guy from love where all of a sudden like hot girls are throwing this, the, the Paul Russ character in the show love on Netflix. I, I was like watching it, but then I got infuriated. Cause I'm like, girls aren't like the first episode of that show love. He's like in a threesome. And I was like, what is going well, on? He's also insufferable. That's the problem with the love guy is that he is just a horrible, horrible person. And he also does not look very good and he's still getting girls. And it just, and then, of course, it's like, oh, he, of course, you know, Gillian Jacobs is, is you know, this beautiful woman, but she's so troubled that yeah. she's going to yeah, end she's up with like, this. She's like, on antidepressants and she yeah. sleeps around and like she's. And therefore, and it makes sense. Story. It's so bizarre. Um, are you like that, though, with um, the more I get into reality shows when I do. I've been messing around with scripted TV lately and mm-hmm. I feel like a fucking genius 
Like when I, I like I made it through Mayor of Easttown, I was like, look at you. You just went to grad school. Like, yeah, I mean, I was like, I paid attention for like eight episodes. Like then I went, went directly into that to hacks and I finished that. And I was like, man, I, I mean, I that's so sad as like as a society, like I feel like I'm not the only one where I felt like I did something with my life. Like I'm watching Better Call Saul for the first time. Mm-hmm. I'm four seasons. I watched 40 episodes in the last like three weeks and I've never felt more proud of myself. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that was like the peak TV era, right? That was sort of like you had Breaking Bad. You had like, you know, the beginning of Game of Thrones. We don't acknowledge the last two seasons, but the uh, Game of, of Thrones it. is like The Bachelor. Still don't know any of the characters' names. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I watch every episode. I I know the dragon. I think they're, I don't know the dragon's names. Love the show. Do not know any of the names. Yeah. I mean, I covered it professionally and I did everything in my power to learn as little as possible about it. And I success, I think I did. I was just trying to type Daenerys's name the other day and I had to Google it. And I was like, you know, I did something right. <laughs> the thing is over the past couple of years, like, you know, since, since COVID we've had all this like production being pushed back and stuff. And so we actually haven't had too many scripted things. Like we had like the, the, you know, the mayor of East towns that have come out and stuff like that. But, you know, I think that like come this fall, it's just going to come in in a huge way. Mm-hmm. And then it's definitely going to be like, you know, the Sophie's choice of TV, you know, are you watching something that is like the high minded thing that is the conversation in the elite Twitter circles and all of that? Or do you watch more trash? And and it's a very tough decision to make. Well, I mean, and also I feel like at coming out of a pandemic, you know, I, I really, I said this at the beginning, but it's like, man, could you guys give us like two months off of like any new content and let us go live our lives, reconnect <laughs> with family and friends, maybe find some love, go drink, make bad decisions. And yeah. then we'll come back. I will promise to watch double of what I used to watch. Yep. Like, I feel like w- you just see the landscape ahead and it like just keeps coming. And it's like I said, with HBO max, it's all good or trashy good, or, you know, like it's comforting to see bad show out there. Cause you're like, okay, good. At least I know I don't watch that. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I am truthfully reeling over the next eight weeks of my life in that I'm like, wow, I would love to be hanging out with my friends, making up for last summer, spending time with my loved ones. But instead I'm going to dedicate two hours a day to watching Love Island UK and US. See, I, 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 I'm one of the lucky people that has not gotten into that. And I know I would love it. I know I would love it. It is a slippery slope. I know. And then some, a couple of people are like, Oh, just start here. And like, and and I've always like, been on the phone. I was like, Oh, you know what? I'll do it. And then I like think better of it. Cause I know I can get addicted to things. Season and- five of love Island UK on Hulu. I'm telling you, I watched it in a three day weekend. That's 50 hours, It's 50 hours. But and just know- to do the math, I didn't leave. I didn't leave the apartment. But Allison, have you ever gotten on your own Love Island? I feel like you're not uh, you're not focusing on your own Love Island. I know. Um, I need to. I, I it's like self care, but it also it's just so good. But like it's on so our stones, is it just going to be like watch a lot of TV? You know, um, it was pretty good TV. And also, I would be much more cool about dying if I knew we had cloud service or a DVR in heaven yeah. or where, you know, like, <laughs> or, like if prison, if prison had some kind of Netflix situation. I've I mean, never watched The Sopranos. Can I watch it yeah, in the like, afterlife? Like, yeah, it's like at this point, I know I'll never, and it's, this is the saddest thing about getting older is like you realize, like I'll never read a Jane Austen novel at this point. Like I just know it. Like I know. Yeah, it's, no it would have happened. And I'm, I know it's probably great. I know it's probably great, but at this point it will never happen. You know? Yeah. Um, I know this has got, God, we're already, uh, I have so many things to talk about and I have like 10 minutes. So you know, keep um, going. Okay. Uh, so 
let's do some softballs, uh, pop pop culture wise. Benefer two point What do you think? I thought you were gonna lead with Cosby. No, uh, no, I gotta softball, I gotta work into Cosby. Softball. Yeah. yeah. We love them. We are whether it Jen. is let's, let's yeah. clarify. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Bill <laughs> whether, Cosby Allison. <laughs> whether it is fake or not, like we are here for it. I'm I'm fine with them just doing this for the fun of it and just for the headlines. I'm fine with that. I like. I don't need, I don't need yeah. anything from them except a Lie good time. Me. I'm good yeah. with you. And by the way, I know those, I think it's real. And I think those paparazzi shots were still staged. I think both can be true, but I'm down for it. I'm like, yeah, I don't care if she's given a signal to a paparazzi photo. I don't <laughs> care if, I don't care. I love to see it. It's what I need after the pandemic. What do you yep. think? I Kate? love it. Oh yeah. I mean, like, like Cheryl Crow said, lie to me. I, I believe. I, swear. I think you're going to say that, every day is a winding road. Every yeah. day, well, it all applies. All Cheryl Crow lyrics apply to this, but absolutely. I mean, like, let's like, I want to have fun. Like, let's have fun with this. And, yeah, and yeah. yes. And if she can also at the same point, make a complete fool out of A-Rod, that's great. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, totally it, it really does definitely like skew the storyline in her favor. And we know it's not going to last because like Ben Affleck is not good for the Jennifer Lopez brand, but it does kind of feel he's a bad boy. Well, it, and among other things, the if Phoenix your tattoo favorite is Batman, not right? quite a list. Yeah, Michael <laughs> Keaton is always my favorite Batman. <laughs> it's a weird that it's Val Kilmer for me. I feel I don't that know why. Weird. I think that shows but... that you're um, you're just into hot dudes. Yeah, well, well, Val like Kilmer. Have you seen Val Kilmer lately? Yeah. In fact, I I I listened to his audio book of his uh by his autobiography, and it's like, you know, he went through like throat cancer and all that stuff, but it completely yeah. demolished. I mean, that that to me has got to be and 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 any of these Instagram influencers and all that. I get scared 30 years from now when we have to watch the struggle of keeping to that Instagram level mm. of beauty without filters or the filters are even starting to crack. But Val Kimmer was at once the most beautiful man in the world, supposedly, and every woman was throwing himself at him. And to have that kind of loss of beauty when you're a good actor as well, but the beauty really helped the acting and vice versa. I mean, he also ball. is an astrophysicist, so he does have other stuff going on, which is good. But, but is, I heard the astrophysicist market isn't as hot as it used to be. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but he but he I mean, he started to kind of like embrace this like different yes. non Val Kilmer, like Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. He definitely was not the Val, Val Kilmer from Batman. And that was an amazing turn for him. And but I do still appreciate good looking in that movie. Uh, he wasn't. He was. Yeah, not, yeah. I mean, he wasn't. He wasn't. Was he was not yeah. the same. And I, and I, I always love when actors are able to sort of like see themselves transform and are okay with it and turn themselves into character actors versus the ones ahem, Tom Cruise who try to like maintain this like vision of themselves as the A-list actor who gets all the women and the, the action star when it's like you're you're pushing like 60 at this point more than he's over okay, 60 but I think he at this point. does all of his own stunts Kate yeah and he hurts himself on every movie twisted now. They an always, ankle would, no but he he tore his he tore an Achilles the, the couple yeah. a couple Mission Impossible Possible to go, but I was I was talking about this on the podcast this week. Is how do you guys feel about like I I feel like we 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 face our own mortality now. If you've lived with pop culture for over twenty years, like I was watching, I was looking at that Kate Moss Kim Kardashian paparazzi shot there at the Vatican in Rome, and it was a back grid photo, so it's like staged, even though it was meant to look, you know. But like their windows down and nobody's around them, and they got a perfect shot in the the back of the limo. But you see Kate Moss, and she's definitely still a beautiful woman but she looks like a stern character from Downton Abbey now, one of the older people. And you realize that you're one of the older people as well. And then all of a sudden you're having like this 
crisis of uh, the soul. Like what, what happened with my life? I, Kate Moss used to be with Johnny Depp and this model and now everybody's old and it's scary, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's life. That's oh, life. Kate, that's life. <laughs> oh, well, that's life, buddy. Like, <laughs> well, I feel like the weird thing happens to me where I, you know, I used to watch like whenever I still go back and I watch things that I watched when I was younger featuring older people, I still think I'm younger than them. So like if I went back and I watched like, she's all that. And those characters are clearly like 20 years old, but it came out when I was like, you know, 15 or something. And I will always look at those characters as like, Oh my God, they're so much older than me. Even though like I, as a, you know, 35 year old woman is (laughs) definitely older. It's this weird thing in my brain that I can't quite. And I also still, when I watch the bachelor, I still assume that I'm younger than all of them too, because I think, but I think that's like a makeup thing where like you put enough on your face, you will look like a real housewife. And so I associate (laughs) them with a real housewife. Or I age, I mean, at this point now, I just met, I, if anybody says their age on any show i'm like that person's lying that's a lie mm-hmm. oh they're, yeah they're definitely old. like i i just assume everybody's lying and even if they're not i just tell myself they're lying to make myself feel better yeah um the uh, shocking one to me was is it, was it you who told me this allison about rebel wilson yeah i feel she's... like rebel wilson now has been losing weight for the entirety of the career that i've known her you know but she oh. is she's like how old is she she is 41 oh really <laughs> but yeah she, my she... mind does she purport to be that or does she, I feel like she does not. Right. I mean, it's, I think that she was, I think what maybe happened was it was like, Oh, she's like in her twenties and she just didn't correct people. Mm. But um, yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty known at this point because it became such a thing where everyone learned how old she was, but yeah, I mean, this, she's playing college students. Well, I mean, I, 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 but I also find it interesting. Like if you follow the daily mail, like I do, it's just like you, every day you have a different rebel Wilson story of like her three stone weight loss. You know, it's like, who is pushing the rebel Wilson weight loss stories over there? It's the same people. And what is a stone? And what is a stone? I'm still not clear I, I, I on the stone. Know a stone. I mean, I'm guessing it's look an it actual stone. Like I don't yeah, know. I won't but look like, it up. It's the <laughs> Kidney same, like, stones. There is, it's Call like, stones. why do I know Ireland, uh, Ireland Baldwin? Like I only know Ireland Baldwin. I know it's Alec Baldwin's daughter now, but Daily Mail is obsessed with Ireland Baldwin, yeah. the Demi Rose girl that always is in a bikini. Colin Farrell's arms, for some reason, they're fascinated. <laughs> on. They're like uh, uh, Colin Farrell looking taut and tight uh, on a run in WeHo, you know? <laughs> I mean, we all have our passions, I guess. I just will never forgive Rebel Wilson for cats. So I think as soon never. as that happens. I still haven't never. seen that because I was like, oh, you know what? Maybe I'll take something and watch it and it'll be, but then I heard that it's not even in that. I think that could make it even worse. Yeah. Yeah, I think it could give you fever dreams. It's, it's not a good, it's not a good place to be in. I mean, I I I own it. it. So that was a real wake up call. Was that like, Oh no, I was, we were, we were doing a podcast. Um, uh, like uh, where Kate and I are both big fans of how did this get made? And they were doing um, cats over the holidays. And I love to watch when it's like a live show. I love to watch the movie before they talk about it. And it was coming to HBO max on Saturday, but the episode they were filming was on Friday. So I had no other choice than to buy it on Apple TV. And then I, my other friend who I was going to watch it with, um, we, I was like, Oh, we'll just screen share and watch it together. No, she, we couldn't figure that out. So she also had to buy it. So we spent $30 each on it this only mo- motion picture. Cats I'm actually only no, made, I think it was each. Cats 60 only total. made $30 in domestic box yeah. office. I think I 
supported it. I think I'm the one that got them Taylor Swift at the end of the day. That's the one, by the way, I love the Taylor Swift erasure in cats of like, it's not brought up that Taylor Swift was in cat, you know, Taylor Swift was like, you kill any, Yep. um, I always think it's uh, funny. The devil works hard, but tree pain works harder. And tree pain is her publicist. <laughs> yeah, no, um, the thing I, I find interesting is pain for horrible movies. And it's like, I, I recapped all of the Twilight series I had never seen before. And <laughs> the 50 Shades of Grey series with my friend Annabelle. And I had missed each one of those when they were on Netflix. So like, it is so distraught. I was so distraught as a grown man to be buying, like, like, and then you're like, oh, they only have the unrated, uncut, steamier. And it's like, not steamier. It's like, I have to look at, like, I've seen- um, The Red Room version. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I've seen, what's her name's boobs and butts more than my own boob and butt, you know? <laughs> What's her name? I know. Dakota Johnson. Dakota Johnson. Yeah. I, I really thought that Fifty Shades was going to be funnier than it was. And uh, man, that was a letdown. I also thought for some reason it was going to be PG-13 and only an hour and a half. So I went in with all of the wrong expectations. Well, yeah. Like, were you reading anything <laughs> I about it? Like, I don't know where I got my phone. Twilight feet. was hysterical. Like Twilight hysterical. to me. Oh, the finale too? Funny. But like the last movie that, I mean, like they. Well, it was it, when, when the guy, uh, I love that the whole battle. Uh, Michael Sheen when he wraps. Yeah. I love that the whole battle is a dream sequence. And I'm like, oh, yeah. no, I wanted them all dead. And like, it was like a dream, like, oh, that would have, that's what would have happened. If well, there's no better way to prank their, their followers. Like the, the, the obsessives than to make it like, oh, by the way, we're going to kill everybody. And oh. then LOL, we didn't. I can <laughs> only imagine the screams and gasps from young ladies in the movie theater at the midnight screenings. When they Guys, that was me. <laughs> oh, no! I'll do it. Yeah. I'll I'll put myself out there. It's a safe space, right? I I went with a friend in college um to see it and and I I I didn't remember the books, but the audience, the, they lost it. And I I mean, then it's like you kind of feel like you were left out of something. So I'm like looking around and it was crazy, but um, yeah, I mean, that is, it's funny to think about like what my Apple, like if somebody found my like Apple li library and just saw the movies and TV shows that I have, it's like, I mean, you would think, I mean, you would genuinely well, think it was like a scene out of split. I'm scared of the digital presence I leave behind. Like, that's oh, yeah. what I'm like I mean, with the amount of podcasting and all of this stuff, you're just like, oh my God, this is going to be potentially surviving me. And it's like just me <laughs> arguing about like Jonathan Anton from Blowout, you know? <laughs> I know um, my grandkids. I mean, I'm always so nervous sorry. that like, if I am ever tangentially close to a murder of any kind, my history, my search history, like the amount of true crime that I research every day is just out of this world. And I'm just like, okay, if anybody looks back, they're going to be suspicious. Well, I don't, I don't like look any how to's it's just the cases themselves. I have a thousand photos literally of Aviva's leg of, <laughs> of the animatronic Renesme from twilight. Cause I always forget where I put them and I have to resave them. So if somebody went through my camera roll, it would be insanity. It'd be like, why are all these older ladies, which are the housewives? Like if somebody didn't know these sh things, it would be like, this dude is insane. You know, oh yeah. Jack's coked out. Or, or they would just think you're an artist. Like you could put those two images next to each other in the MoMA and have that be an exhibit. Aviva's like, and to me that is, Renesmee. but you're right. That is art. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> it's just our version of art.
Let's get to the dark stuff as we start winding down, even though I could talk to you guys for hours. Um, let's like try to combine these in a way because I feel like it, it involves the legal system is that you have Bill Cosby with the surprise news today <laughs> that he is being relu- released from prison after serving two years of an, uh, I believe, a five to 10 year sentence for rape uh, of multiple women. The Philadelphia Supreme Court, uh, I didn't even know this was up for, for discussion. I didn't even, mm-hmm. so this was, I, I, um, somebody sent this to me and I was like, is this, are you joking? Like, is this, I, I did not see this coming out of anywhere, but then I just kept thinking like, we've been so focused on the justice system because of Britney Spears and because of Erica Jane and Tom Girardi from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And it's like, holy shit, Bill Cosby is going to be more free than Britney Spears. And I mean, what are your thoughts on this? I mean, it's, it's, it's totally fucked up of course i and i think it's it's very confusing and from what i can gauge the reason is is that uh you know this previous deal with the prosecutor sort of said hey i won't charge you if admit to these things then they bring a new prosecutor and they say okay well you should have upholded what that old prosecutor was doing and it's this weird loophole and of course it's it's the type of thing you know we've talked about the law sucks then yeah it's not even about what this person did which is disgusting and horrible and i don't think there's any argument that he did this stuff yeah i mean it's just if you read those accounts it's all the same behavior you know yeah it's 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 just the same thing that we've always sort of been talking talking about is like you can't like you, tr- you try to cancel some of these people and everybody scry- you know cries foul of like oh cancel you get terrible all this stuff happens and they still are able to come back you know this is a patriarchal society you are able to rebound from these things i mean even kevin spacey this week it was announced that he's coming he's coming back too so it, it's not it's like in some ways it was shocking because you think that once you're in jail and you're convicted that that's that's the one thing that you can actually can do but it kind of just underscores the fact that like this is not a society that's built to necessarily protect women or victims and so it's just very it's very depressing and you know uh, like it, it it felt like it felt like this was impossible and so well I, I mean I, impossible yes but like it wasn't even something I was thinking about. Yeah. <laughs> so it'd yeah. be like, I mean, it would genuinely be like, oh, uh, by the way, the 2020 election did like, we're reversing it. Like it was like, <laughs> yeah. it's just something well, you like thought we were past. That's even on the table too. I mean, it feels like nothing is solidified anymore. And through our great <laughs> legal system that is meant to protect us as citizens, only protects like a certain amount of like wealthy people, of uh, people. And then you have somebody... I mean, it's just so confusing to me. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the 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 little people, one of the ants marching. I just don't understand how this stuff happens. And what a way to show women at the end of the day that like, hey, don't speak up. This is what happens, you know? Yeah, exactly. And to your point too about Brittany, I mean, I was completely hanging on every word of her testimony. And I am interested to see now that she, she seems to have filed for... Um, like the, the the repeal the of her yeah, yeah um of her conservatorship like i i think that i'm i i don't know obviously what will happen but i'm just hoping like th- this woman gets like her life back because in my opinion like if you can make money off of her then she doesn't need a conservatorship and if she really needs a conservatorship she probably shouldn't be making money like in the way that she is and so it's she's like a business at this point. And if she's, if she's earning you a salary, like she probably does not need you to be mining everything for her. So I'm, uh, I'm watching that 
had a lot of thoughts on Jamie Lynn Spears' statement, but you know, what did you think? Because I, I put that in yesterday's show and she took it down. She, I know. she took it down. Everybody got like their their videos removed from Instagram and stuff. And uh it was very intense. And it was it's always a bad sign when somebody feels the need to defend themselves. Um yeah. it, to me, that's always like the first, like, ooh, that's not you don't, you know, and there's I also mean, proven records that she's gotten paid by the conservatorship. You right. Know? I mean, I think I understand the concept of like I was waiting for my sister to say something before I said anything. I get that. But at the same time, it just felt like kind of felt like her hand was being forced and everyone was waiting. I mean, I thought Christina Aguilar, I'm, I'm more like, let's look at Christina's statement, um, which was just, you know, I thought a very supportive message for a former Mouseketeer mm-hmm. uh, and, yes, or, and we or Leah McSweeney's shirt on Watch What Happens Live last night. <laughs> Leah, I mean, I, I still can't, I mean, like I love Leah so hard and I, for some reason, it's like, a tough just, season. I mean, uh, I didn't get to see watch what happens live last night, but it's going to take a little bit more than a spray painted graffiti shirt with me. <laughs> yeah. But, but you know, she needs all the support she can get. And I thought it was interesting that all the boy bands were sticking up for her, but mm-hmm. Christina Aguilera is one of the first females. Like, I don't think we've heard from Jessica Simpson. I don't think we've heard. Um, I mean, and that somebody pointed this out the other day and I keep bringing it up because like, well, Demi Lovato seems like they had an opinion on everything. Mm-hmm. Where is I, Demi Lovato will talk about UFOs till the kingdom, like till Froyo yeah. until yeah, Froyo. And and but where's the Britney Spears of it all? I agree. I totally agree, especially because I think a lot of it has to do with mental health. But you know, I think at the end of the day, like if it doesn't benefit someone, like oftentimes they hold back. And you know, I love to see Mariah Carey come out and support Britney. I think like I'm hoping this is the moment. But at the same time, like, as we just were saying, like, sometimes the legal system does not uh, necessarily help those that need it. So how do you see um, this playing out, though, if you were I mean, you, uh, that's what I think. Like, I, I you've studied hard to get out of a conservatorship, so right? I mean, yeah, I, I think I, it's I'm not, I'm not optimistic. Put in one yet, but you know. a lot of cele- <laughs> there was a lot of celebration yesterday when that that news report came out. But like, I, I kind of look at it as a little little pessimistically yeah that like you have to actually have that conservatorship also yield to it and it doesn't seem like that's going to happen and it's right. just it's it's not a system that's meant to benefit younger people that are under it right it's meant for people that you know you could imagine if you are if you have somebody who has dementia who is 85 90 years old like they probably come to the table and say this person's doing something to me and they and they might not have their you know their head about them and so this is a problem that i think it's trying to solve against is like that inevitability when that happens but that of course is not what we're talking about and so you know i i, I just think that it's i i don't think it's going to be I don't think it's gonna be easy. I don't think it's gonna I don't happen. either. I think it's gonna be a back and forth. But I mean, if yeah. you listen to that audio, that is somebody who to me sounds incredibly self-aware. Yeah. And not somebody who we see on Instagram. And I like I urge people to listen to it because it sounds like a completely different woman. Yeah, the voice I, I, might, is... I might have the full audio on last week's podcast. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Um, her voice is completely different it's just it's it's not the instagram britney that we are allowed to see but then it's so funny we pick at that then of like people going well she cursed well she sounded frantic well she sounded i'm like you know of course all of those things why are we not picking apart the conservative like i mean like we're you know we she finally speaks she says all of the things that we've been suspecting for the most part and it's like i just love that we want things in this digestible easy to uh consume package that looks good 
you know, um, uh, we hear it. Like, it's, I find that so crazy about pop culture that it, we really, that is like what the TV generation has done to us is that we want things to look good and sound good. And, mm-hmm. uh, and we sometimes will not actually listen to the, the words. Yep. Yeah. The content itself is, is less important than the packaging, which is, you know, big problem, but I, but yeah, poor Brittany, I'm, I'm just not, not optimistic for her, even though I pull for her. I mean, these are supposed to, be, these jobs are supposed to be aspirational. These kids, we kids are supposed to dream about being Britney Spears, you know, like yeah. I, it's, it sounds like a nightmare at times. Um, okay. So, uh, I do want to touch on the dip. What the hell is the dip? Why am I <laughs> yeah. everywhere? Can you tell me what is the dip? I've been seeing this now for months and months and months. And you guys, what I notice are like taking over the podcasting game, but it's also, there's a written component to you guys where you can sign up for like articles and stuff. Well, can you explain to me what, and ex- explain to us what the dip is? Yeah. So we're, we're brand new female founded. And, um, so we've only been around for about six months or so, but, um, but we are, you know, basically giving people the opportunity to invest more in these passions. And, um, you know, we provide people content, whether that's, you know, written content on our site or our podcast content. And we have a bunch, you know, we, you talked about our podcast, but we have a bunch more. Um, we have one with Samantha Bush, who's also known as Bravo historian called hot off the mess. Christian Grace knows the slut pig po- podcast. Uh, oh, wait, I have- cannot, I've said that podcast a couple of times on here and I always go slap pigs. <laughs> I feel really bad saying it, but uh, it's, Oh, perfect. I love it. It does make it's a uh, quote. people. Uncomfortable. <laughs> no, I, 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 well, um, like, that's my, that's my moral. I'm like, I'm quoting. <laughs> yeah, it's a quote. It is homage. Uh, we have Exposed Dragged Out, which is a drag race podcast with Joseph Shepard. And then I Am the Cute One, which is a Mary Kate and Ashley Olson podcast. So we those are that's our current slate. We're expanding. Um, but, you know, we've really enjoyed doing, you know, our history. I came from, you know, at first EW and then I was a founding team member. You of Buffalo Digital Entertainment Group. Weekly? Yes, I did. Oh yeah. Way back in I, that was another one. Every week when it would hit mm-hmm. my mailbox, I would devour that thing. And now I'm, I mean, it's now what, like once a month or something? Or It is a monthly or, thing now. Oh, yeah. It's really I sad. I loved it so much. You it was so much it. fun. Um, but yes, yeah, so that was my first job. And then I moved on and did, um, a founding team member of Bustle Digital Group. And I was their, um, their editor in chief and oversaw all their brands before I left. But, um, I even forgot where I was going with this, but basically Just we were this... amazing. Is that, is that where we're <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm trying at? to say is I'm the best, but you know, we <laughs> were in this, yeah, <laughs> both of us were in this, uh, you know, women's lifestyle zone. And what we really missed was our true passion, which is pop culture. And we kind of saw this opportunity to be able to provide more of that to people. So, um, so yeah, so it's just, you know, we're going to continue producing podcasts. We're going to continue c- producing, um, you know, content on our site about these topics. We lean very reality, very Bravo um, at the moment, but of course we'll expand over time as we expand. And it's a subscri- the site itself is subscription. Our podcasts are free for the time being, but that's how we support ourselves and we're able to kind of get by. Um, but but that means there's no ads. And, and that is something that is great because when you go on a lot of sites these days, it's just kind of almost like a torture of the eyes with the amount of ads out there. But, uh, but yeah, so you can only expect more from us and we'll, so we are talking dip.com is that the dip.com, a dip with two P's. And then, um, you can find all of our podcasts wherever you listen to podcasts. And, uh, and we are excited to have these conversations with all of you guys and, and, and talk about all this stuff. Cause like, as you can tell, we could talk about this forever. Yeah. yeah I mean, it really, and that's what I think the audiences are so sophisticated these days. I say it every day is that it's so exciting is that, you know, they're not just into reality shows, you know, they want to talk about, I mean, 
not me personally, Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen. And <laughs> I, I mean, like, but they, they, they're, we all grew up on the same stuff. We all grew up on these things. So it's like, yeah, like I love a conversation that can go in 30 different directions, depending on how you feel that day. And there's just so much happening. Is it, so is, is the dip female centric since it's female fan founded or, or. No, I mean, we definitely are going to be expanding. I, I, we are sort of fe- female centric for the time being by the virtue of being women ourselves. And so our entire team, except for one person is, are, are women at this point. And so that just inevitably means we're talking about That's the things Jason, that we're right? interested in. Oh no, Jason is actually not full-time with us. It's our developer, Tristan, but, okay. um, but Jason not, is like not Tristan Thompson, is it? No, oh <laughs> no, he was busy. Was like, we put an go. offer out. Yeah, we you tried. Cannot, you cannot keep him at the dip. Yeah. Yeah. Jason's no. like a friend of, you know, like in the house, <laughs> he's like a friend of, um, but he's awesome. We love him. So, uh, but yeah, so we're female founded. So we're, we're mostly women. So we talk about the things that we love. Um, and that just so happens to be a lot of Bravo, a lot of bachelor. Um, but yeah, we'll definitely be touching on more. It'll be a while before we get to like star Trek and star Wars. I hate to, but hate I to love... break it to you, but we're going to get no, there. No, no. I, I'm, I, you know, it's, <laughs> I, I go in phases. I'm not in a star Trek or star Wars phase right now, but I love... Kate's always in a Lord of the Rings phase. Yes. Though, yes. So... Are you excited about the Amazon? series yes and i'm trying to push more at that more and more on the team and i'm getting i'm getting a wall i'm getting a firm wall there's been so i can't some break resistance. through <laughs> I, I mean i think there's room from for me everything <laughs> i mean but that's again it's like game of thrones there's a lot of names yeah there's i a refuse lot of, yeah and by the way i feel like we already saw i will resign reason. you have to keep doing this like there's like keep continuing to be stories um but i love yeah the- I saw you guys even, didn't you do like a company retreat a couple of weeks ago? I saw Kaya yeah. and Sam. Yeah. Well, when, cause we started in, you know, my, my co-founder and I first got together to do this in, in March, 2020, which is of course pandemic, like a hundred percent. We didn't launch yeah. the product until around like November, but, um, but we first got together then. And so we've basically built this entire company in quarantine without seeing each other, without like being in the same room. And so now that we're all vaccinated and all that kind of stuff, we said, you know, let's all just come together for the first time. So yeah, we flew out. Samantha Bush, Kaya Wilson. Um, Wait, where are you, you know, guys? Where are you guys located? I'm in Brooklyn, New York. Despite what this this ocean yeah, vista like, might sec, tell you, says ocean. Yeah, <laughs> I just pretend that I'm in the beach. Yeah. Um, and Allison is in Chicago, and so and Samantha's in Detroit, and Kaya is in Florida. My co-founder is in Brooklyn with me. So it's it's a team that's kind of like all over the place right now. Um, but it's so refreshing to be able to actually see each other and have like these conversations yeah. in person. I love that, and I I um it was I, I love also like I get excited about the beginnings of companies and stuff, and you study so much of you know, what makes a company successful and, and watching something grow. And I, I have to, I mean, just even with this podcast, watching it grow has been one of the most exciting parts of mm-hmm. it. Um, but how close were you to not launching this during the pandemic? I'm sure this was an mm. idea for a long time. Was there an aspect of like, yo, this is might not be the right time. Or were you like, this is the perfect time. Well, so first of all, congratulations to you, by the way, on, on all of your success. Just want to get that in there because it's been really cool to see that happen. But in, I, I think it wasn't really necessarily, um, you know, I think we just kind of charged forward. Like, I mean, the benefit of not having a company yet in March of 2020 is you don't have a company yet. So you kind of get to sort of think about like, all right, we're going to try to build this thing. We're going to assume that this pandemic is not going to be around forever, especially considering, remember, in March of 2020, we were looking at this as an eight week thing. Like I even had, I still had plans to go to New Orleans in mid-May and we were like, that's around eight weeks. We'll probably be okay. We'll probably be able to get there. (laughs) So I, I think if we thought that this was going to be a two year pandemic or however long it's been, it might've been a different story. There might've been a little bit of us that's saying like, maybe it's not the best time, but at the same time, like 
it was almost the perfect time because it was like, we have, we have no product right now. We'll take this time to build it. We will be inside anyway, doing, you know, nothing. So we might as well try to build something while we're here. And, and then we've been able to see it grow in the last few months in a way that is just beyond our expectations. And, and you have so quality people, even though the writings had Brian Moylan, you have, I mean, mm-hmm. like really, really neat people that you're reaching out to. And I think that's really incredible and worth your time guys. Uh, so please go check it out for yourselves. And of course, pop chaser is the daily pod. Uh, I'm not giving you permission to stop listening to my pod people, <laughs> but you can, in addition, and I'm going to say they have like 21 minute episodes. They have 30 minute episodes. They have an episode for all of your time constraint needs. <laughs> does not so that is uh and that will not change and then of course you have a podcast that i believe is is bi-weekly or weekly that the tv watch repeat that's weekly weekly every monday so yeah every monday we come out with a new episode where we deep dive into the history of um a tv pilot this coming week is (laughs) um next monday will be diners drive-ins and dives which is a passion project of kate and i (laughs) I have all maybe have not all the most books. representative of our, our usual books, content. And it gets me upset. I mean, like I had to stop watching that show because like they one time did like what was it like uh Captain Crunch uh French toast and I was just like I this is not healthy mm. for me to watch and like, I, I felt like I was just gaining weight watching it. But oh yeah, sounds amazing. Um so you guys so we're big guys, we're guys gals. Yes. Guys. Huh? Well, I'm a guy's guy. Um, uh, <laughs> there you go. go subscribe to both of those podcasts, yeah. uh, folks. And and as I say, all every podcast from the beginning, what do we do when we go to a podcast page? We rate it five stars immediately because we know most of the time these are done for free. And it's the freest, easiest thing that you can do. It takes like five seconds and it really does help with placement. I know I say this ad nauseum, but it is one of those things that really helps out people and helps out podcasts. And that's what all this is about is to highlight as many voices talking about the things that we love. There is so much room. There is room for everybody. Eventually we will all have a podcast. So let's be (laughs) nice to the podcast that are giving us their time today. So thank you ladies so much for joining us. And I hope you'll, you'll join me again. Cause I really, I, it's a good conversation when I got to one of my 30 topics I wanted to talk with you guys about. So <laughs> yeah, um, we will gladly come back and go through the rest yeah, of this the has been great. 25. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We should, we should just go by years at this point. So, Oh yeah. Let's start uh, from the very beginning. <laughs> okay. We'll talk to you later. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much. Five, four, three. Batches.